Who's your 14th team above the Bulldogs, the Dragons, and the Tigers? Well, this is where it starts to become a little bit uh, tricky because I can't decide which one of these is going to slip furthest down, right? So I think the team's in free fall right now are the Eels, Canberra, and the Rabbits. Mm. All right? So I think they're the, they're the three teams that Canberra and a bit of a rebuild, evidenced by Ricky Stewart, not taking the New South Wales job. The Eels, for me, their premiership window as well as truly shut. And they're even talking of moving Clint Gutherson around and Clint Gutherson offering his place up. They're, they're scrambling, looking for a few answers there. They went from they went from grand finalists to ninth, I think it was. So, you know, that shows they either overachieved in 2022 or... They were never, uh, or they are on the way down now, anyway. And then the other team, the Rabbits, I think we had a real strange collapse at the end of last season. A real strange, I've never seen a team or a club go from being fancied to unfancied almost in the blink of an eye. It was such a catastrophic sort of change. So, I think there's some soul searching needs to be done. Souths have been up there for most of the last decade. They're one of the clubs that have performed so well, but under the radar because they keep getting knocked out in prelims. <laughs> but they have been consistent, and I just sense for the first time in a long time some inconsistency. I do rate their coach, but I just think the club needs to have a semi sort of rebuild. Yeah. Um so I have gone a real roundabout way of saying that those three teams are gonna drop. I'm gonna put the Eels in fourteenth, mate. I think they're in the most they're in the most uh trouble. And I think Brad Arthur might not last the year. Well, look, it's a big call. It is definitely a big call. I disagree. I think that the I think that having Moses, Brown, and Gutho all together for a full year for the first time since Brown's debut, because you've got to remember, during since Brown debuted to now, one of those guys has been out, whether it be Moses with injury, Brown obviously with some off-field incidents, Gutho with injury. One of these guys has been out pretty much every three or four games since Brown has come in uh, and debuted for this side as well. So having them together for a full year for me is going to be a big focus for Brad Arthur. Having them all together playing footy for all 27 rounds is going to be massive. Uh, Obviously, you know, take out origin period, depending on if one of them makes the squad. I don't think they will next year, but depending on if they do, um, it could play a factor, but, Having them all together playing consistent footy for a majority of the season, I think is going to be big. I also think finding out who the hooker is, is going to be big as well. Uh, whether that is Joey Lussick or whether they need to go out into the market and get another one, mm. uh, figuring that out as well. Um, but look, I mean, that's the thing with the Eels. They could be up there, but they could also not be up there. And we've seen that <laughs> over the past two or three years um, with, with the Eels as well. So, Look, it's a bit. It is a big call. I've actually got the Raiders in fourteenth. 
I think that without a 5'8", a clear 5'8", going into next year, it's trouble signs. They had Matt Frawley. The fact that they let Matt Frawley go blows my mind because he, for me, was the shoe-in after, obviously, the announcement came that Jack Whiten was going to go to the Rabbitohs. Every time that Matt Frawley came in, I was so impressed with the footy that he played, particularly the first game he played this year where he scored that try, stepping on the inside uh, and running straight through the middle of a defense. I forgot who the team <laughs> was. Um, but Aaron Lohman. He, he was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic when he's come in this season. I really do think, though, without Jack Whiten and Matt Frawley, that it's going to be very hard. Now, they've signed KO Weeks from Manly, who I think is more of a fullback than a six, but we could see that change come round one. They've also signed Simi Sasagi, who is still quite young himself. He's a 5'8", hasn't really had too much first grade, and when he has come in, he's played centre for Newcastle. It's going to be very interesting to see how this side shapes up, but I think they're in a little bit more trouble than the Eels are because they don't know who their six is in round one. I don't know who their six is for sure in round one. Uh, there was talk of Seb Chris playing six, and that scares me. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's very unclear for me. <laughs> I couldn't tell you who's playing fullback either, to be honest. I'd love Jordan Rapiner to stay there, but I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't because a year ago, Xavier Savage was the plan, and now he's playing reserve grade as well. That's so. right. That's right. Look, like I said, Eels, Raiders, and Rabbits. Um 13th Raiders, 12th Rabbits for me. I'm so, sorry if that kicks on your pod a little bit quickly, but they're, they're the three teams I've seen a bit of three free fall. Uh, um, I, I predict a bit of pain there, yeah. Um, I don't think Arthur will, will survive the year. I think Demetriou will, because Rabbitohs aren't the kind of club that just reacts to things at the minute, but I do think that I don't like the way people talk about Latrell Mitchell no. and it's really harsh. He's a good footballer, but I also think he he owes the rabbits a lot more too as well. So um and something he's not playing as much as he did when he played for the Roosters. So I think uh, somebody put a stat on Twitter or X as it's now called that in a couple of years at the Roosters versus a couple of years at South, he played almost twice as many games. And that comes down to the injury management and the way he's looking after himself and this, that and the other. So, yeah, I I sort of group those teams together, mate. And, um, yeah, you know, it could be a completely different order as well. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that's roughly where I have those three teams. Well, let's talk about the Raiders and the Rabbits for a second. I've spoken at length about the Raiders, but I do want to get your thoughts on a few things that I've said as well. But with the Rabbitohs as well, um, one, I've got a few big calls for the Rabbitohs going into next year in terms of where their lineup is. I think that Latrell's a center. I think they need to move him back into the centers, not at fullback. Agreed. Agreed. I think that um, they should have kept Blake Taft, but I think now that they've signed Jack Whiten, I'd even consider starting him at fullback to start the year and condition him at the one. I'd have Dean Hawkins at seven, and I think Lachlan Ilias needs to play a few more games of New South Wales Cup. I think he debuted a little bit too early, and then they sort of kept him there um, as the plan, and it hasn't really worked out because I feel like Cody Walker is the type of player that needs someone to take the reins, and then he just plays his footy. 
was a few times when in, in big games where Lockley, Lockley Nilius needed to take the reins. There's a few games at the start of the year where he was fantastic, but a few times where he needed to be the main guy, where he needed to take the reins and allow Cody Walker to play his footy, he didn't. And he sort of got a little bit frightened. He sort of stood back a little bit and Cody Walker just had to take all of the responsibility on himself. And it caused a bunch of errors because Cody Walker was getting his hands on the footy a little bit more than he should have. Um, he was forced to kick on last tackle a little bit more than he should be. And yeah, I feel like I feel like with Dane Hawkins and the footy that I've seen him play in reserve grade this year, and it was the, it's the reason he's the New South Wales Cup player of the year this year as well. He was the controlling halfback. And Blake Taft probably had a massive year as well, whether it be at six or at one, because he was freed up so much by Dean Hawkins as well. Um, so firstly, thoughts on what I've said about the Raiders. And secondly, what separates the Rabbitohs and the Raiders for you as well, in terms of you've had the Rabbitohs at 12th and the Raiders at 13th? Like I said, they could come in any order. I'll, I'll deal with your second question first. The only thing that separates them to me is that the Raiders have lost Jack Whiten and the Rabbitohs have gained him. Mm. So, and also the rabbit, the rabbits have some red in their jersey and Canberra don't. Um, the what strikes me about what you said though, you said you don't know what the halves combination will be in the fullback, or you change something. This this hasn't worked. That hasn't worked. This year's two grand finalists. We know who their one, six, and seven is going to be next year, don't we? Yep. And that is so important, mate. You won six and seven. Hmm. And any conjecture around that now is a problem. So, you know, and I can link it to what you said about the Eels. You said the Eels are going to be better because the three players are going to be playing together for hopefully the whole season. That is so important. And... Ricky's having a rebuilding year. That's why I didn't take the New South Wales job. I think the Rabbits are having a real almost identity crisis at the minute too because you got to remember a lot of their success was built around four Burgess boys and then three Burgess boys and two Burgess boys. And Sam Burgess was a real cultural figure in that club. And, you know, obviously a few heads have butted and he's not there anymore. So... Um, real testing time for rabbits. I, in all seriousness about separating them, mate, I'm going to sit on the fence and say, you know, it could be rabbits in 13th and, and Raiders at 12th. I think it, that's how close it's going to be. It could be the eels above both of them, but I'm just I'm just literally just, uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, the rabbits have got white and the Raiders lost him, so we'll put the rabbits above Raiders, you know? that, that That's sort of like my level of thought there. Yeah, well, oh, look, I, I totally agree, to be honest. Um, and it sort of makes me sit back and look at what I've picked as well in terms of my top eight and sort of reconsider a few things, but I'm going to keep it how it is. Um, <laughs> I have at 13th, the Bulldogs. We discussed them at length before, but I think what puts the Bulldogs only two positions higher, but what puts them higher for me is if Toby Sexton plays some good football uh, and their forwards next year, which is a pretty decent forward pack, get on song. Then I think that they're going to play some pretty decent footy. They're going to win maybe one or two more games compared to last year as well. I think that their back line is scary. They have black Blake Taft for me would be the fullback for them. And, you know, being 
hyper successful in New South Wales Cup last year. Um, and obviously heavily watched by Seraldo as well. I think that he's going to be really good with the spine, with Burton, and going down that left-hand side with Ado Carr. Um, Paul Alamotti not there anymore, which I think is massive. But the back line that they've got at the moment is scary as well. They've got Blake Taff at fullback. They've got Bronson Sherry and Stephen Crichton in the centers. They've got Ado Carr and Karaz on the wings. That is a deadly back line. I think that that is going to be really dangerous going into next year. Stephen Crichton in that left-hand side with Taff, with Ado Carr, potentially Viliami Kikau as well. They've got the formula to win. And we talked about this with the Tigers before, and we talked a little bit with the Bulldogs as well. It's about having the right formula in order for them to have success. If they figure all that out, it's what separates them from 15th and 13th. For me, I think they'll go a little bit better than last year off the back of figuring some things out in terms of how their side is structured. Um, But yeah, obviously we've talked at length about the Bulldogs. Um, 12th for me, and this is where I think our heads butt a little bit, is the Uh Tigers. Um, I think that it is going to be near impossible. And yes, as we said before, I said this last year, but it is going to be near impossible for them to be a wooden spoon side with this side that they've got this year, especially if one, Benji Marshall is successful and two, everything is consistent in terms of how their lineup comes out each week. We see Jerome at fullback every week. We see Aiden Caesar at halfback every week. We see Jaden Sullivan at 5'8 every week. Api Coruscant at 9 every week. We see the spine consistent. That's what separates them for me between 12th and the spoon. I think that they're going to figure a few more things out during the year. Their side's going to be a lot more consistent for me, or it needs to be more consistent for me. And I think they're going to have a little bit more success. They're definitely, by no sense of the word, going to be a top team in this competition this year. But I think they're building the right way to, in the future, be a successful team. I think that is what separates them, for me, between last and 12th. And again, as we said before, for me, I don't think there's going to be too many points separating the bottom eight sides. I think it is literally going to be six points maximum that is going to separate last from ninth, realistically. So, and, I, and I think that's backed up by history too. I mean, the last couple of years of the comp have been very, um, very much in that vein. Well,